0: don't love me, and there may be someone else, and as I sit alone here at home, knowing what I should do, I find I can't stay away from you, I can't stay away from you.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Open Stride Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with another episode, and ladies and gentlemen, we have the NBA preview. We are back with the NBA preview. Me and Faze did this two seasons ago. Life got ahead of us. Schedules got ahead of us. All type of things got ahead of us, so we were not able to record this last season, but we are back and ready to knock it out, out the park again for this upcoming NBA season. A lot of interesting storylines, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of things going on in the NBA, and we're here to talk about it, so we're going to break it down piece by piece, player by player, team by team, record by record, power ranking by power ranking, all the way down from 30 to 1. So, um, before we start, I just want to say, I just want to ask, Faze, how are you doing? I'm
0: good. It's been a while since we got to do this team preview, so I'm excited to be back and do this give our input to what we feel like power rankings are going to be, to what teams are going to look like, expectations,
1: all that stuff. So it's good to be back. It's good to do this again, too. Perfect, 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 perfect. So obviously every episode, i got going to hold this long intro because we're not going to do this for every episode. But it started out from 30 to 1. Me and Faze sat down and we discussed every single team Every single, not player, but every major, every main player, and we ranked who we thought were the worst to the best teams in the NBA. And after doing our deliberating, we come to the conclusion that the worst team in the NBA going into the 2023 2024 NBA season will be the Washington Wizards. Absolutely. Though we didn't come, like it, it, it was, it was kind of tough because when
0: you'll see our next episode, 29 was equally as bad, so we really didn't know who to go with until like we we're like, ah, let's break the facts down. And after the facts, we're like, yeah, Washington gotta be the worst,
1: exactly. Exactly. So, if you listen to me and face previously, two years ago, when we first did this, we did a thing where he has the east coast and I take the west coast. Shout out to my Houston Rockets, and uh, so I'm gonna hand it over to face because this is a east coast team. And I'm gonna let him break down the pluses and minuses this off season.
0: Washington had an interesting off season. They finally decided to pull the plug and do the full rebuild. So they had Christoph's Porzingis on the team last year. Had Bradley Beal. Had Kyle Kuzma, and they managed a record of 35 and 47. Missed the play in. Missed the playoffs. Obviously, they didn't make it. Uh, and they're like, you know what? It's just time to let's just start the rebuild. So they officially pulled the plug. Bradley Beal to the Phoenix, traded Kristaps to Boston, lost Kendrick Nine, let him walk. Just Some l- losses right then and there. And they added some players uh, in, in in with that. So some of the key additions that they have, obviously the biggest one's going to be Jordan Poole. Uh, with the Bradley Beal trade to Phoenix, they end up getting Chris Paul and they end up flipping Chris Paul to Golden State, which in turn turned to Jordan Poole. And uh, on top of that, they end up re-signing uh, Kyle Kuzma to a four-year deal. Also acquiring Tyus Jones in a three-team deal that ended up making them lose Chris Porzingis. But now they have their starting point guard in Tyus Jones. They're starting shooting guard in Jordan Poole. Depending on which how you want to organize it, they're starting three, four uh, with Kuzma. And the rest, to be determined, who they decide to start. But they're they're going to the rebuild. They have a young team. They only had one draft pick this year, and they drafted uh, Victor Wembanyama's teammate. I'm not really fluent on his name, but I'm going to make an effort. It's Bilal. Bilal. I can't make no attempt on his last name, but they drafted him, so they have a rookie coming in this year. And still on top of uh, Johnny Davis, they drafted last year. Um, He's returning this year and hopefully have a bigger impact. He really didn't see too much time last year uh, with Bradley Beal being there and some other a depth of that position so maybe the opportunity to present itself and get a little more opportunity this year but they are embracing the rebuild They're not trying to compete they're going to stack draft capital they're going to try to make the most of the talent they have mean, they have John Poole and Kyle Kuzma so there's going to be some offense from them from like scoring punches from those two and Tyus Jones gets his first starter role full time he's primary backup for John Morant for his seasons and he did really good in his role now he gets a full-time starter, so we're going to see how he's going to do with that. But they're not designed to be a good team; they're designed to be bad. They're designed to draft. They're trying to rebuild, and they have pieces to rebuild around. Let's see. Let's see what happens if they're going to end up building up Kyle Kuzma to trade him uh, down the line, or they're trying to maybe they, have, they feel like they have something with him. Who knows? But right now they're in tank mode.
1: For tank mode. For tank mode. I want to ask you a question. After saying all that. How good do you think Jordan Poole can be? Like, what's his ceiling for the season? What's a good se- What's a good year for Jordan Poole?
0: 22-point game average. That'd be really good. Like, 22 games, that's good. You can get shooting guard putting numbers up. I mean, it depends how many wins you come with that. I mean, you don't have to count the roster. But I would say I feel like 22 points would be good. I mean, he got a lot of backlash last year after the incident with Draymond, so he kind of has to rebuild a little bit of his brand. He has to see... Like what he can be as a focal point on of offense. He took some shots, selections down the stretch of Warriors games that had fans questioning him. And actually, a lot of people questioned the trade to get Chris Paul for the Warriors, but they're in win-now mode. So, I think a good season, 22 points a game, that's good scoring, shows development as a leader, shows growth as a player in other areas outside of just scoring, Maybe adding to his playmaking, making to his defense, adding to other areas of the game, impacting the game in different ways and stuff. I mean, he's playing with another really... Another good scorer in Kuzma. Kuzma has an opportunity to be another focal point
1: as well, too. So, for Poole, I'll say about 22-point game average. So, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about the punch I heard around the world last year. We got to talk about how Draymond, his teammate, punched him in training camp last season and knocked him out. And how, from there, the chemistry on the team just was not the same. Right. And a lot of questions came up about Jordan Poole as far as him as a player. Him, his commitment to the game, his maturity in the locker room, him being around one of the greatest point guards of all time. Some people may consider him the greatest point guard of all time. I don't. I just want that to be known. But some consider him to be the greatest point guard of all time, a top ten player in some people's eyes. And you get to learn behind him, study behind him. And the streets were saying, the grapevine was saying that his maturity just wasn't there. He just wasn't working on his game over the offseason season. He just wasn't improving. He was getting into with players. He was getting into with Draymond. Obviously, that led to the punch. So it's a lot of things that they said they they wanted him to grow at that he just wasn't. So now he's going to a different place. He got traded out of um he got traded out of Golden State to Washington, and from here, it's going to be kind of his team. I mean, Kristoff is gone. Bradley Bill is gone. That team was ran by Bradley Bill and John Wall for the last decade. Both players are gone. John Wall been gone and now Bradley Bill is gone. And now um you have Kyle Kuzma who's who's another player that people question his maturity and things like that. How can he be how how good can he be on a championship team? Even though he, he was with those Lakers, but still people still question that. Um and now you have him and Bill teaming up together with them being Honestly, okay. the best players on a team. So, it's like, how good can they be? Obviously, okay. in our eyes, we think they're going to be the worst team in the NBA. If we were speaking hypothetically, what's the max you think they can get to? Play-in? Oh, okay. wise Nah. Nah. You think really? the max they can get to is from worst the worst team in the NBA is to the fifth worst team in the NBA? Yeah, that's not that's not
0: unreasonable to say. They're not trying to win games. If they're trying to get to the plane that means they're also hurting their draft capital for the future. Like you want the best ball. you want it they're gonna be in the running for the number one pick. Like, go ahead and try for it. Like last time well, last time they had number one pick was John Wall, right? So mm-hmm. it's been a while. So yeah, definitely they're gonna to try to make efforts to get number one pick, see what they can get. I mean, they're gonna have some talent coming out, some talented guys from G Lee coming out, Holland's coming out, really talented. Uh, Holland's teammate—I can't think of his name off the top of my head—who's also really talented. Um, some good players. Uh, the USC kids coming out. Uh, Collier. Other good guards. This is the opportunity to draft and get high, get some players that can come impact the franchise and start being defining players for what's to come. Like they're not worried about what's now. They know that they have young scores who who got to rebuild a brand a little bit. Kuzma got a lot of scrutiny for his play in LA. Pool got last Rooney from his play last year, so they had to rebuild themselves, and maybe down the line play for contenders again. If that's not for the Washington Wizards, because they're not going to be contending anytime soon.
1: Can Jordan Poole, I know they're going through a rebuild, and they're trying to lose because they want more draft picks, and they want to get that top tier centerpiece player for that that organization. Because obviously, from what you're saying, you believe Jordan Poole or Carl Kuzma can't be centerpiece organization, if they, if they are, that's a losing organization in your eyes. Yeah, not Yeah. Yep. So, just as far as the ceiling for Jordan Poole this season, can he be an All Star?
0: No, I don't think that. There's too many talented players in front of them, in front of him to be that. I mean, but just because you're not an All Star doesn't I mean you're not a good player in the league. Like. There's there's only a handful of people who can be all stars and stuff like that, and, and now how the NBA's dynamic is, they're going multiple all stars on a team at one point in time, and you're not winning games, you're not you're bomb the you're bomb of the East, like it's gonna be tough to pull all star not. But that's not to knock like that. He still could be a really good player. I, I don't know where I categorize him just yet in top shooting guards in the league. Like that that's to be determined. Now that we get to see how good he can be being focal point but yeah no all-star there's no all-stars in
1: that team well going into the next season we think that the washington wizards will have the worst record overall and they will be biding for the number one draft pick in the next year's nba draft and hopefully from there they can get them a future star that can lead their franchise to um Better heights. I mean, it is. It is a Washington D.C. I don't know if you have ever been there, face. It's a beautiful city. Um, I I went. Yeah, I went there. Um, last summer for a conference, and I was there for almost a week, and um, I I truly enjoyed myself. It was a good time. Um, everyone there, it was a really good time, man. I just I just liked the city, and it was it and it wasn't very expensive as I thought it would be, like far as cost wise, food. Travel like it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. So I know that city, and I and I walked downtown where the stadium, where the uh, yeah, where the arena was, the basketball arena. I walked downtown where that was, and I really, I really enjoyed my time in D.C. Man, that's that's one city that I would not mind living in. Me and Faze were talking about me moving back to Phoenix before this episode started, but Phoenix is not a town I want my I wouldn't mind living in. But D.C. is definitely another one of those towns that I wouldn't mind living in, and you know, I'm seeing how things go out there. But, um, but yeah, man, that's going to be it for the Washington, D.C. Wizards. Um, it's not looking pretty good for you all. Uh, Faze, just before we close out, what's your what's your advice to the fan base? What's what's the fan base mindset going into the next season? They should just embrace the tank and appreciate the ride. Yeah, embrace the tank. I think everyone's
0: experienced it before, but embrace the tank know it's not probably not gonna be the best season, but the future will be brighter as you're not good this year. You gotta go through a little trial and tribulations, get good again. So, you know, you had some rough years. It's time to do the rebuild, go through the process and get some foundation
1: set. Agreed. The breaks the tank. I'm 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 pro tank. I know some people out there hate the tank. I am pro tank. Especially especially in basketball. Now football is a different story. It's 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 tanking in football it can be tricky. Because it's so much, like it's so it's a physical, so much more of a physical game. So you never want to send people out there to potentially lose for such a dangerous game. Not saying basketball is not dangerous, but football is obviously more dangerous. But I am a brace the tank type of guy when your team is not good enough, especially when you got generational talents coming out like past years when we had Victor Yama or like. Where if I was a GM for the year LeBron came out, I think I would have went zero and zero and eighty two.
0: You go zero and eighty two. David Stern was G uh commissioner. He wasn't like you gotta get
1: another four pick. He would say, "Oh, we know what they doing." I would have went zero and eighty two for LeBron, bro. Out of a NBA, you can get away with that. You weren't doing get away with that on David Stern's NBA. Man, I'm telling you. Well, that's going to be it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank y'all for listening to our first episode of our NBA preview. Please stay tuned and listen to our next few episodes, next 29 episodes, actually, and uh, stay locked in with us and continue on this journey with us as we rank every team in the NBA from 30 to 1 and find out who me and Faze have ranked where. And um, stay tuned. We appreciate y'all listening. See y'all next episode. Peace. Oh, before we say it, we last year we we would give hints on who the next team would be. Do you want to give this? What was it? I, I, I told her. I said who it was already. I said the team. Ah, dang. That goes, that, no, I that to show. You listening, the next team is already. If you were listening, you know who the next team is already. Peace. <laughs> Another episode of Open Stripe Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are moving on up our list. We are at number 29 for our NBA ranking preseason. I mean, NBA pre ranking going into the season. Uh, me and FaZe sat down and we power ranked every NBA team in the NBA season. And this is the next team we got on our list. And that team is going to be the Portland Trailblazers. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Portland Trailblazers. I want to say something about a sports school, and FaZe. I want you to know this. Me and you been been friends. Everyone knows if you don't know, me and Faze have been friends since we were sophomores and juniors in high schools. So for a very very long time, we are we almost we are over, we have been out of high school for a long time. I have went on to graduate from college. Faze has went on to being a very successful man in his life and met a lot of people in his day. He's a very successful. He want he trying to get me back to Phoenix. Very successful. He 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 he's about to almost get me there. So we've been talking sports for a long time. So with that with that I am in a ridiculously amount of sports group mees. It's like once once people realize you talk sports at a high clip, they automatically throw you in group mees and I am in a ridiculously amount of group mees. So a lot of them I had on mute. It's only a few that I check daily. But majority of them, I check in when I can because my takes are so off the wall that it starts too much of a ruckus. And I get tired of going through takes where I have to debate five people versus one, six people versus one, three. The whole group chatter versus me. Like I, sometimes I get tired. I don't mind it. But sometimes it's like, oh, my God, like, bro, y'all lost. It's OK. I won. It's OK. So with that being said, I am in a group meeting um, with some of my fraternity brothers. Um, and it's called the North. And when the trade that happened between Damian Lillard, and I'm going to get into the breakdown of a quiet loss drafted. When the trade with Damian Lillard happened and Portland picked up the pieces that picked, the North groupie was going crazy. Like, oh, my God, Portland this, Portland that. They're going to be this. They're going to be that. I said, guys, Portland's going to suck. That's what's going to happen next season. I said, Portland's going to suck. I said, I know y'all talking about all this young talent. They did a good job in the d- Dame deal. They picked up hella talent. To get DeAndre Aiden, to get, I'm going to get into all that. To get all the pieces they got was amazing. Especially when the offer that they thought everybody thought they was going to get was Ty, Tyler Hero and draft picks. I've never been a big Tyler Hero fan. That's Faye's guy. I've never been a big Tyler Hero fan. I may be a fan of his women that he t- choose to be with in his life, but I'm not a fan of him as a player. Because he's not the type of player that I enjoy to watch. So, Tyler, Hero, and Draft Picks was the offer that everybody thought they was going to have to accept. Portland flipped that and got a nice offer. But I had to bring everybody back down to earth. Yes, they picked up amazing pieces. Yes, they picked up amazing talent. Yes, they did a great job for what they had. But they're going to suck next season. They got a rookie point guard. They got a number one draft pick at center that's never been forced to be a number one draft pick. And they got a lot of pieces all over the place. And they got a hundred million hundred million dollar man who at best is a rotational piece on the championship team. Let's just be honest about it. Let's be honest about it. That's 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 who they are right now. So now let's break it down. So inquired. Oh, before I get to that, they win 30. 1-49 this last season, no playoff appearance. And who they acquired? They acquired DeAndre Ayton. That's the number one draft pick, who's going to be a pretty good player. We're going to see how you – I'm a fan of DeAndre Ayton. I tell people all the time, the 2018 NBA draft class is the greatest NBA draft class since tw- 2003. And at one point, I was ready to say the 2020 2028 20, 20, draft class was better than than 2003 we haven't made it there yet ladies and gentlemen i jumped the gun but i have not jumped off that bandwagon completely i still may say one day that the 2008 2028 draft class no 2018 draft class is better than the 2003 draft class but i know you disagree because lebron james your favorite player camilla anthony my favorite player Luka Ice Tray, come on up. I uh, j- they, yeah, we we gonna have to do a breakdown of the t- two thousand eighteen draft class versus two thousand three. I, I think that'd be a good episode to have. But or yeah. yes, acquired DeAndre Aiden, Mike Michael Broglin, Robert Williams. Robert Williams is from the Shreveport area 318 area so shout out to him because he is one of the kids from the area that i grew up where i was born the big loss that they lost i'm not gonna go through all the losses but the biggest loss is dame dollar damian little the point guard they had for a decade that led them to a lot of big playoff moments where he hit buzzer beater on buzzer beater on some pretty good teams my team in particular the houston rockets hit right between the eyes sent us home when we had james harden and dwight howard a match that never worked But he sent us home. And another time when he hit it right between Paul George's eyes, and Paul George said it was a bad shot, and he still hit it right between his eyes. So Dame Dollar is big time. He's gone. No more. No more. But don't be afraid because they drafted a point guard in the top three who's going to be their future. His name is Scoot Henderson. I just want everyone to know I am a fan of Scoot Henderson. I think Scoops Henderson can be a really good point guard in this NBA. I cannot guarantee and tell you right now, I think he will be better than Dame Dollar, but I think he will be a pretty good point guard. Being better than Dame Dollar will be pretty tough, but he will be a pretty good point guard. So we will see what he does going forward as a new face of that franchise. Cause let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, he is that face, he is the face of the franchise. And the hundred million dollar man that they signed this offseason, they re signed this offseason, that's at best, a rotational piece on the championship team is Jeremy Grant. So we will see how this team does. So, FaZe, I just said a lot. I talked about a lot. I gave my opinion. I just want to know what you think about the Portland Blazers. I know you had a lot of stuff to say before we start recording, and it's mainly about their management, and I want you to get into that.
0: Oh, yeah, they suck. But before I get into that, <laughs> uh, did you see one of the reporters on media day for Portland? Ask Scoot like, "Hey, how does it feel?" Like, you know, you're the you're the franchise point guard now. Like, the expectation is like, not in those exact words, but there's some expectation that you're supposed to be the next Damian Lillard. He's like, "Nah, I'm Scoot. I'm Scoot Henderson. I'm I'm Scoot Henderson. I'm so I'm gonna be. I'm gonna come here and play. As Scoot Henderson plays." And it's it's that's that that's a great answer, it's a standard answer. Like, you don't want you're not, you're not trying to fall in anyone's footsteps, you know. But if you have half the career of Dame, get a good career. Um, but I think I'm I'm excited. Like they've been saying, he's been looking good in training camp so far. Like, I'm excited to see what he can do uh, in the league. Never mind, a little trio of solid guards with, between him, um, Anthony Simons, and Shaden Sharp, like, depending on how they want to do that. Nice little trio right there. Uh, however, they, like I said, however they want to do that. it probably end up Shane Sharp coming off the bench being six man or something. But nice little trio. Um, yeah, management. I thought they handled the situation terribly. I was actually just telling Matt off the camera uh, right now, that I'm not a fan of how Portland handled their offseason at all. Uh, they signed Jeremy Grant to a really, really, really big deal with expectation that situation. Damian Lillard was going to be there. And then Dallas actually signed uh, Matisse Dibble to the offer sheet, and then Portland ended up matching it once again with the intent that Damian Lillard was going to be around. And then from our understandings as people, Jamie Lloyd said that, hey, like, I'm not trying to be part of a Rebuild, like, trade the number three pick, get some assets and stuff like that, and they decided to go on and drop Scoot because he was, everyone knew that Bram Lloyd was going to be the number two pick, even though Scoot's probably the more talented player. And then Lloyd requests a trade, and for all loyalty, he gave the organization for the amount of the years he has, stay patient with them, gave them opportunity to build around him. They decided to not honor his request of where he wanted to go initially, sounds sounds to a really great situation. I'm not saying I'm not gonna say that it's a bad situation; it's a great situation. I mean, they're favored to win an NBA championship, so he's in a really good situation. But how, I'm, I'm not a fan personally of how long that process took. I feel like if it's a little loyalty to the players, and it makes Portland's management look bad. Like as a free agent, like from the outside looking in, how could you trust the management? Like, you see, like, what happens something doesn't go right? Or what happens they don't honor promises and stuff like that? Like, how, how can we trust them as, like, from the outside looking in? That's my viewpoint. And I'm not a big fan of how I handle the situation. I'm happy that Damian Lillard ended up where he ended up, which is the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm happy that he competes for a championship. I'm happy that he, he's, in like, just in a great situation. We all thought Miami. Like, that's fine. I mean, if they would have got Tyler Hero, that would have been the best player on their team. I'm a Tyler Hero fan. Matt's not, to the extent to the extent I am. But it's interesting. They still have some trade bait there. Brogden's not a long term answer. Maybe a vet to uh, to mentor some of the young guys for a season, but he's not long term for them. Like he might be traded by the deadline. Uh, but they have some they have some solid pieces, like a, a starring lineup of Scoot, uh, of Anthony, Jeremy Grant, Rob Williams, Ayan. Potential I'm not going to get you a lot of wins because they're not trying to win. Obviously, they're trying to build now. But who knows? We'll see, but I'm just personally. while I was telling Matt, I'm just not a fan of how they handled their off season around Dame. Just wasn't wasn't a good off season, in my opinion, and how they, how they handled that. They got a lot of assets in the end, which is great. They they did well, but I feel like it's like if a player to your organization, you should try to honor their wishes as much as you possibly can and make something work.
1: Question: Me and you joke about being GMs of teams, right? One of my goals in life is to be the GM of the Houston Rockets. Let me put that out there in the universe. I will be the GM of the Houston Rockets or the New York Knicks. One of my goals in life. With that being said, if you were the GM or player of basketball operations for the Portland Trailblazers, you telling me that, and I'm not saying no answer is wrong, I'm just asking a question. I don't want you to think I'm trying to sway you. I'm honestly asking a question. I just want to see what you think. You telling me that you would have traded Dane to his desired destination, regardless of if you could have got a better deal for your current franchise?
0: Not regardless, but I, well, I still would have done my due diligence of doing, like, my homework. There's reports that they took a month off of talking to teams completely and not doing the process that Dame requested. So it's like, you have, if you're taking a month off, why not work during this month to get this out the way? So we have all of our actual people that are gonna be on the team. So I would've still do the homework for the best deal possible. But if my player came to me and I know that we did everything we in our power to do that, and he wants to go somewhere, I would obviously try my best. The reports were saying that Pullman was refuting Miami. They weren't trying to talk to Miami. They didn't want to do it because he wanted to go there. They were like, No, like forget this. We don't want him to go to Miami. That's what that's the impression we give the whole time. in my situation, I would try to get my player there, I try to get the best deal. Up. I would try to get the best deal possible. And if that, if I'm not interested in Tyler Hero, okay, how do I flip Tyler Hero for more assets so I can get as much assets as I possibly can?
1: Okay. okay. So we have
0: pull other teams in.
1: They did a three-team trade right there. So you you feel like, but you feel like since Dame showed them so much loyalty over the last decade, they owe him at least, hey, you showed us this type of loyalty, but not going out talking against the organization, by not leaving us in free agency, by staying with us and staying loyal to us and saying, like, hey, I want to be here and I want to build my franchise here. You're saying because of that, the least they can do is, hey, on his way out, send him where he want to go.
0: Yes, while still trying to get the best possible return. So if that required pulling in Phoenix still and that required pulling in whoever they had to pull in to get the best return, then you still do that. But I, would, I wouldn't be taking a month off of T- and talk negotiations to get my player where he wants to go. Like I, I respected you, you respected us. We couldn't come to the we couldn't get the ultimate goal done. That's fine. It's really hard to do that. Only one out of thirty teams get the ultimate goal done every year. And we didn't we didn't put the right pieces around you to do it, so we didn't
1: do it. So Question. how do I honor your loyalty? How do I like you didn't publicly bash us, you tell us you want to win.
0: You didn't do anything wrong. Like you, you were you were a top tier act in terms of class, in terms of performance, in terms of everything that you can put out on the floor. So how do we respect you and say, hey, we, we appreciate what you've done. Let, 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 let's show you one last request of honor. He'll get a are retired. I mean, that's a, that's a question I was going to ask you anyway. Do you think he's the best Portland Trailblazer ever?
1: I know. Got Clyde dressed in. Hmm?
0: I, I, I'm not to say Larry's the best Blazer ever. You said who? I think Damon is the best Portland Trailblazer ever.
1: What about Clyde?
0: Yeah, he's up there too. Okay, I'm not saying he's not. Like, I, I'm not. I no disrespect. It's just Dame is the most notable. He's the most. He stayed there, like loyalty, like that. And I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I have, to, I have to fact check this, but I'm pretty sure it's
1: an all time points per game score in Portland history. I understand that, but that that is an interesting take as far as loyalty basic loyalty to your player versus. Doing what's best for your organization. That is an interesting. You can mix question. both, though. You can mix
0: both. You could definitely get mixed both. And I don't get me wrong; they did great. And I know Damian's happy. Like he emphasized many times, he's happy in situation playing with Giannis. I just I feel like that there could have been a better mix, or not maybe not as enough downtime in the negotiations, and maybe not neglecting Miami's like they did.
1: Tell me this. Is the deal they got for Dame currently better or worse than Tyler Hero and Picks?
0: No, nah, they definitely got a better deal out of this. They, they have a lot of picks. They have a lot of assets. They got a lot. I'm not saying that. I mean, there are reports Miami's being stingy because they knew that Damian wanted to go there. So I'm not going to say Miami's not at fault here either. They have some problems too. But just because they got a good deal there doesn't mean they couldn't pull another team in there. Like Tyler has a lot of value. Brooklyn was said to be interested in him. You mean they couldn't pull some assets from Brooklyn? They couldn't try to advance him in his rebuild project right there? Like, who knows?
1: I got you. I got you. You're saying they should have did everything in their power to send a player like Dame that showed loyalty to them to a destination that he wanted.
0: But still maximizing their assets, correct?
1: Yes. Question, last question, off the Dame topic. Just talking about the current Portland Blazers, because we don't want to slight them at all. Scoot Henderson... And um DeAndre Aiden. Ceiling for DeAndre Aiden. Can he can he blossom into an all-star to be that number one pick that they wanted him to well he is the number one pick, but that top player at that top center like Phoenix wanted him to be? He had moments where he was soft. People consider him soft and Phoenix. People yeah. consider him not stepping up to his potential. People, people consider him not being the player they thought he would he could be. People were just like, dang, we should just drafted Luca, would have been in a way better position. Or what what's what's his ceiling in your eyes?
0: 22 and 11, he can get that. I think this is an opportunity to finally show it. Like, hey, like, I can do this. Like, What did he say? Call me domination? Dominating? That's Yeah, dominating. So show us. I think that right now, I I think you and I, we talked about this off camera before, but top five centers in the league, he flirts with the top five. I think now there's not going to be like, there's not going to be a question. He'll be top five. Like, this is an opportunity for him to be top five center in the league. Not saying the center's in the deepest position. There's like we know the, the three guarantees are Jokic, Embiid, uh, and Towns. But now it's I feel like Aiden has all the opportunity to say, "Hey, I'm number four. Why not?"
1: We will see. We will see. What about Scoot? How do you feel about Scoot? You think Scoot can win Rookie of the Year? You think Scoot can be um, a top NBA guard one day? Like, what's what's your yeah, expectation for, sure. for Scoot?
0: He has all the talent. I, I, I don't think he's winning Rookie of the Year though. I feel like it's it's kind of weird because once again it's something we you talked about off camera a while ago. But uh, it seems like the hype for Victor Wembenyama is so high. It's like like just hand the trophy already. Like you want like, you want to give us to him. You want you're trying to groom him to be the
1: face. You you want you want to know what it remind me of? Zion. Nope. What? When they gave. LeBron James rookie of the year over Melo, you know Melo deserved that rookie of the year. Hey, that, he,
0: Melo did everything right and got him
1: to the playoffs. So I'm not even arguing. Got it, team to the playoff, average twenty hey, a game. Damn, they had but look, the same record. Forward. I mean, damn, they had the same stats, and they gave it to LeBron James anyway.
0: Fast forward, they did right because he is arguably the greatest player of all time. They knew what they were doing. So same thing. So what happened? So you think that if Scoot and Victor Wembanyama or neck and neck, and and Portland's a little bit better, than, and point ends up being a little bit better than San
1: Antonio. You think Wembenyama still gets it? Wembenyama, well, I yeah, it's, it's written in stone. It's all, it's already the script. is already printed. We just, <laughs> we just ain't got it yet. The NBA script is already no. out. We just ain't seen it yet. Bro, it's Wembenyama. So yeah. uh, no, Scoot's not gonna be a rookie there. It's gonna be Wembenyama.
0: I'm on. I'm all on that. It's gonna be Wembenyama.
1: I agree. I agree. Just like the LeBron James script was already written. When they, when they wanted him to win rookie of the year, to add on to all his other accolades that he had in his career so it could be like, oh, yeah, rookie of the year, oh, yeah, all NBA this, all NBA that, champion, MVP, oh, yeah, all that. They they needed that to be a part of the storyline because they knew they knew he was going to one day be the future or lead and not one of the best players of all time. Same thing with Victor. They want, they want to write that storyline so they can build him up. Zion was supposed to be that, but he can't stay out of DMs. He got to stay out of IG model DMs, and he got to focus on the game. So, once he get that taken care of, he can blossom into a great player. But until he get his DMs situated and find him a nice... I'm not even going to talk about his dating life. I'm just saying stay at the DMs, Diana. Stay at the DMs. But that's beyond Do a point. Remember, all
0: the, remember the conversations that we had, how he's supposed to be the face? We, we knew he, they, 2K put him on the cover right away. They were grooming him. We're like, oh, this, they want him to be the next guy. And it just
1: hasn't worked out yet. He was supposed to be the face. Him, him and Job both. And one... One can't stay out of IG models DMs, and one want to be a gangster so bad. Come on, guys. For no reason. Come on, guys. For no reason. Hey, oh, hey, what did Derrick say? I'm not there to babysit you. I'm not so, here to babysit hey. you, man. Come on, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up and be a yep. dope. But, all right, that's gonna be it for us, man. That's on this second episode of Open Shop Podcast, as far as the NBA previews, our team number twenty nine is the Portland Trail Blazers. Stay with us as we travel up the NBA rankings. as who who will be our next team um, Faze, You gonna you want to give them a hint for the next team?
0: hints of certain players that play for the team during this episode.
1: I'll leave it at that. Y'all heard it. That's the hint. Let's see if you can figure it out. Stay tuned for our next episode of (laughs) OpenStribe Podcast. Man, this is your man. Showtime. And we got FaZe here and we're happy to have FaZe back. So stay tuned for our next couple episodes. We got a long way to go. We got 28 teams to get to. We got a long way to go. Tune in to all 30.
0: Tune in to all 30 episodes.
1: All 30 episodes, man. Thank y'all for listening. Peace. Thank you.